Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Middle of the Road, the podcast. In the order that you're listening to this, hopefully you've listened to four mini-series episodes of uh, Genre-Rama Comedy Edition as we took a detour from the lack of 2020 movies to watch. But as we prefaced in those episodes, uh, we would come back to do some 2020 movies that we were interested in. And this kicks off the first of a few I think we're going to have be able to go the next few weeks talking about movies that came out this year. So the main Woo! podcast thread will be back for a few episodes, probably four, three or four. And then we'll probably do our time capsule episode. Hint, it's The Last God, of Us. What are we going to put? And then <laughs> I was gonna we say. might have to just not, like, we'll put in The Last of Us. And then everyone else picks And then everyone else thing. has to pick something else. <laughs> just be the shortest Shortest episode ever. <laughs> and then we'll probably... Just listen to our, our previous podcast yeah, yeah. episode on The Last of Us. And then we'll probably jump back into another genre y thing, because who knows what 2021 is going to look like. So It's just going to be The Last of Us, and John's going to throw a curveball and pick Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I would not pick The Last of Us, not just because I know other people would, but we'll get to that later. Um, it's definitely up there, but... Yeah, so the movie we came back for Happiest Season, which is directed by Clea Duvall and is out on Hulu. I believe this was going to get a wide release or a limited, you know, kind of release and went to 2020. I think Hulu bought it out because there is a Sony, whatchamacallit, like the Sony logo comes up before it. So I think it was going to be released and was not dumped because they didn't have faith in it it was just like people aren't going to the movies right now uh and they just wanted a hulu probably offered them enough money it was worthwhile to uh cut their chances at maybe having a breakout comedy hit and put it on the website so yeah we have adopted a new kind of style with the genre podcast and we decided to carry it over to this so it's less rambly but that means has that worked? Yeah. <laughs> I personally like the ramble. I mean, it's still very rambly. Yeah. It's just yeah, we get Zach tends on. like Zach just tends to cut all that out, I'm sure. <laughs> so we're gonna carry that format over. If you've been listening to those episodes, it'll seem familiar. But uh, we have a series of categories we're gonna run through, and this will be full spoilers throughout. So if you haven't seen Happiest Season, you can probably listen to the first uh, couple minutes to get a quick thought about it that won't probably be too spoilery but you have been warned the first category is eight words are wait so there does that mean you were not going to do the spoiler warning uh it might get retired i don't know it's gone out on a high note though uh, uh. we lauren we have the spoiler warning has lauren complaining about how long the spoiler warning is <laughs> <in the now. laughs> oh and the meta the meta joke in the episode i forget what it was is <laughs> brilliant job done zach brilliant job but eight words or less so we're going to describe the movie in eight words of less each one of us is going to go and i will say my eight words or less was maybe she shouldn't have picked harper <laughs> so remember when we said that we weren't going to do spoilers in the right away no i didn't say we wouldn't i said there could <laughs> i be mean spoilers. you said you probably are safe for the first few minutes of the podcast and then you immediately spoil the end of the movie <laughs> uh, i don't know if i it's not that spoilery i mean <laughs> she maybe shouldn't end up with harper that doesn't mean she ends up with harper but does she <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I'm leaving it. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say mine's probably spoilery as well. Someone got one? I have to start putting people on the spot. I have coming out story overshadowed by perfect sister Jane. <laughs> coming out story overshadowed by perfect Aubrey Plaza, I guess. I don't know. Just Storm? grifted. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not great at like coming up with it off the top of my head, okay? I'm That's why you write something can. beforehand like a, a true professional. I, I didn't know we were going to do this format again. <laughs> That's why you ask a question hours ago oh, like well. a true professional. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, like John and I definitely did and we're just talking about this before the podcast. Like, are we doing this still? I don't know. <laughs> John. Christmas lesbians, parentheses, don't Google that ellipses or do question mark <laughs> close parentheses the movie is happiest season no but seriously oh, don't I google that, that. <laughs> i tried finding an image and immediately regretted that immediately I I... regretted but secretly enjoyed no immediately okay. regretted. Yeah, i was gonna say there's probably a whole yeah there was a whole lot of regret going on for sure <laughs> it wasn't just a nice black swan moment directed by clea duvall and also written by clea duvall also written by her. Thanks, mm-hmm. Lauren. And written by Molly something or another, the person who played... Mary Jane. Holland. Oh, uh, Mary good. Holland. Oh, that's Mary- awesome. Yeah. Great. She's the one more credit that you have to click on on IMDb to see, I guess. Yeah. the I think our little eight... The elevator pitch is it's a... I was, I was dogging this movie for being called the lesbian Christmas movie, but it really is the lesbian Christmas. Like, I was not anticipating... <laughs> I was going to say, did you watch the trailer? No, I, I didn't watch okay. the trailer. So I was not, I did not anticipate that it would be so much about like coming out, all of that stuff. I did not know that was the hook of the movie until I was watching it. Yeah. And I have to say I was a little disappointed about that. But yeah, I, I think general thoughts is it is very watchable. <laughs> it has a great cast. It is often quite funny. I think Mary Holland gives herself all the best bits. And, but I don't, I, I think the like, like, I don't, I didn't buy for one second. Kristen Stewart would give, I guess we should say Kristen Stewart is the, uh, and Mackenzie Davis play Abby and Harper, the couple at the center of it. And Mackenzie Davis, she drops the well, one, like I don't buy for, it would have been a year. They've been dating for a year and on the verge of engagement that she wouldn't have, that this would not have come up. It's uh, that she it hasn't come, come out up. to her. She lied about it happening. <laughs> I guess it's true. Um, but we find out that Harper has not come out to her family as they're miles from spending Christmas with the family and shenanigans in Sue. The, the, again, for all the high points the movie has and the things it has going for it, I just don't think that ever really pans out or works really well or doesn't feel like it's been done before. And I think arguably Harper is either, I don't know if it's written or directed or both in such a way that like, I don't even think you can redeem her at the end of the movie. Yep. I didn't find that believable. And while it didn't ruin the movie, it was, it, it Listen, was like, dang. Listen, as four heterosexual people, we can <laughs> definitely speak to this coming out story and struggle of dealing with parents who will not accept you for who you are. <laughs> Uh, I'm like three degrees on the Kinsey scale. <laughs> but I think we can, I think from a structural standpoint, the movie does not a great job of setting up anybody enough to being like, all of a sudden they're trying to make the parents seem like these awful people, but like. What do you mean? All of a sudden they were, aw- they were awful they're from not moment so bad. one. Like I get that there's this pressure, but at the same time, like 
they're fine. They're not. One of the first things they say, other than the the lifestyle, mentioning how much they tortured their one child, (laughs) like child abuse. (laughs) But shut up, um, Jane. One of the first things they say about Riley is like, yeah. The lifestyle choice Choice, she made is unfortunate, and her parents should be lucky that she's a doctor now. It's there, but it doesn't... Again, it's a passing line, not a... It's not there in the characters. But at the same time, I guess that's authentic, too. Like, there's plenty of, you know, seemingly okay people that you get them to open their mouths and they say awful things, but... I don't know. I Like I said, while watching the movie, it just felt like it didn't earn any of its dramatic beats at the end of the movie. And it also like was yeah. trying to match it with zany comedy, and it just wasn't working either. <laughs> and it doesn't, yes. it doesn't tie it, yeah. up. Cosine, cosine. Like, it doesn't work at all in the last, the last 10, 15 minutes, and nothing gets tied up. It just I mean, feels, everything gets does, tied up. It's it just, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think I fully agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't, I don't know. It never felt like the tones were weird to me. Like comedy and drama fit fine for me. There are a few think moments. That it gets totally messy at the very end. Yeah, the like there are a few mm-hmm. moments with um, Harper's character that I for sure was like she became not irredeemable, but there was times when I was point like a lot of this movie is kind of like um, Meet the Parents, where I was just uncomfortable watching it because I don't like watching people be miserable all the time, and I was getting frustrated with her character in certain moments because she would do things. There was like, just didn't make sense. Like she went out on a, not a date. She went out with her friends for a bit and then got pissed with Harper in the morning Mm -hmm. when she just cared about her. And it just seemed like a weird thing. And there was this whole shoplifting like storyline that didn't fit at all. That was just to divide them up. I don't think she's an irredeemable person. Like she's irredeemable at the end of it. Because she's she's a very understandable character. I don't think, what was Kristen Stewart's character's name? Abby. Uh, Abby. I don't think Abby's forgiveness forgiveness of her was earned. Yeah. And I think if it was, it needed to show a little bit more kind of a little bit more of Harper's own discomfort with the fact that she had to be in the closet with her own family. I think there I think you're right, Lauren. I think there's a lot of truth to the character and like some people go home and act differently and would like but it For just sure. it doesn't come together the way they want it to and i think they just they hit a couple enough notes that just like when harper denies in the big blow up scene mm-hmm. like when harper says her Alison Brie is lying i don't know how kristen stewart's character comes back from that especially after having well, i mean if you had let me finish what i was talking about i was gonna say <laughs> you actually had it, cut out and that's had why it we all not, jumped in had it not been for dan levy's character levy. in that yeah. speech he has with her i for sure would never have been on board with harper i would have been like abby you just need to grab jane and leave this awful place and <laughs> but like just him talking about everyone's coming out story being different and like yeah it's this big I mean, it's a fulcrum point of your life where everything changes that, of course, she's going to be terrified to go through that. And like him Mm -hmm. speaking to that and how not everyone gets this perfect like, oh, everything's right as rain afterwards and you can't Mm -hmm. do anything to change it. You've lost your family, blah, blah, blah. It's like had it not been for that speech, I probably would not have been on her side. But because of him taking the time to like them writing in that speech, I was like, yeah, I have compassion for this person. I completely see why she's terrified and... uh. 
I find her redeemable. I'm not saying that I think they should have ended up together in the end. They have a lot to work through, I think, and they wrapped it up a little too nicely. But I do see Abby giving her another chance. Like, it doesn't feel odd to me that she would, even you know if it's not the perfect. What they also wrapped up pretty, like, pretty quickly was Allison Bree just being like, I'm sorry, and then Harper, yeah, oh, yeah I forgive you. <laughs> like, that was bullshit. Like, yeah. the amount of trauma that that probably put her through... Jesus Christ, that really, that hurt the movie for me yeah. a lot. Although I will say, when Harper's denying it, Aubrey Plaza's, like, reaction is phenomenal. Like, you can just see, she knows that she's been in that spot, and it's it hurts. Yeah. I mean, her her and uh, Abby's, uh, Abby's best friend, easily the best parts in this movie for me. Mm. Was it Jane was also great? Yeah, Mary Holland was my favorite, by far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm not as soon as that painting that. got ruined, and she had that yeah. line that was like, uh, what did she say? It was like, um, that's, uh, blah, 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 pretend I'm actually speaking about it. She said something like, it was something, I am something. She had this moment, and my heart just completely broke for her, just because of how shittily she'd been treated. But, um, like, for me, it kind of fell flat, because then she grabbed the painting, and then just, like, oh, it's another Yeah, the whole painting thing was a thing, bit and it just, <laughs> much. Yeah, and it, like, it kind of ruined that moment for me, unfortunately. Yeah, and I do I do want to say that, like, there was a moment where um, it felt like they were downplaying the moment of her coming out, because suddenly everyone had secrets. And, like, I get the Alison Brie one, where she said that, you know, she's going through a divorce or whatever, because that was very much a moment of her seeing that there was this weird moment between Harper and the parents not knowing how to react to it. So she finally, like, she kind of came to Harper's defense and being like, I also have this secret. But then, like, later when the mom's like, I wanted to do karate. It's like, that. what does that have to do with anything? That is not an equivalent thing, a secret you're holding. So it was just yeah, a weird, like... The- like downplaying of the situation almost i don't know it tries to it tries to blend the comedy and the humor or the comedy and the heart yeah and it just it doesn't work yeah yeah it's it's interesting because i at the same time i do think there are parts of that that were done really well in terms of like lauren i i agree with you to a certain extent i really appreciate dan levy's uh, speech at the end to talk about like to sort of put everything in perspective mm-hmm. but like you said I'm not sure if uh, Abby would completely though go back to her after it um, I, but, and I love Kristen Stewart's per, uh, performance just I, I think this film did a really good job at capturing the tension that must come with um, revealing something as big as uh, as big as that to your loved ones, the people that you hold dear, that you know is gonna like they say, like there's before that moment and then mm-hmm. there's after that moment. I think we didn't get enough interiority with Harper around that. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. we were we were we were watching it from the outside, mm-hmm. and while yeah. like her her thoughts and feelings are valid, and like Dan, like you said, Dan Levy's speech goes a really long way. And feels true and honest, but they had poisoned the well too much by that yeah. point. For like, it's not like I bought it. I like mm-hmm. it wasn't like. But at the same time, I threw like like I said in this in the scene where she rejects her in the big middle of the room in front of everybody. Like mm-hmm. while yes, you can rationalize it in Harper's feelings 
Like, all we know, really, is Harper is like, I don't want to tell them. I understand that's a loaded thing. But I think maybe the movie hides a lot of stuff too much. Like, I think the whole Alison Brie thing feels way too hidden. Yeah. I think Alison Brie throwing her, sis- saying I that. I it hides in- it. I think it just doesn't bother to explore it. Yeah. No, yes. Obviously, it's there. Like, you know, like it makes sense in retrospect when you find out why she's feeling the way she is. But at the same time, yeah, they're they're banking. They don't tell you that. So that Alice, you can build this frustration between the two. And then when Alison Brie outs her sister in front of everybody, that's an irredeemable thing, too. Yeah. And it's like we're supposed to believe they're all. Yeah. So sorry, John. I got way late. Wait, you there. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I mean, I'm I'm I pretty much agree with you. And then also, like, especially the tonal stuff, like there are some zany, supposedly zany humor bits that just didn't work and didn't fit with the Alison Brie was strangling Mackenzie Davis with a with a wreath (laughs) like was like two-handed pulling it around her neck Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're about to see a Christmas murder (laughs) I saw someone tweet something about this is why I have the background that I do of a glow image but someone said if this is the last time we get to see Alison Brie wrestle it was worth it (laughs) I was like no it wasn't (laughs) Bring back low. So anybody have any other general thoughts? That was a little long-winded for general thoughts. I don't know. I still think it was hilarious. Actually, I watched this movie twice because um, I ended up watching it when it first came out because I was was so excited for it. But then I'm always like, I need to have it fresh in my mind. So I rewatched it last night. It was like the first time I watched it, it was like, for some reason, I'm so used to um, Aubrey Plaza playing more goofy, quirky characters. Like watching her be normal. I was like... I don't see it. And then everyone <laughs> online is just like in love with Aubrey Plaza, which I love her too. But it was like, just everyone was very much team Riley. I was like, it was just weird for me to get into it. But watching it a second time, I was like, okay, it's good now. I'm, I can picture it. But it was like weird for me the first time around. So you're going to have to watch the Jason Statham action movie twice. I know. Now. <laughs> um, okay. Star ratings. I gave it three. Like if I watched it again, it's like, I'd watch it again, but I love how we all just completely, cl- or well, I mean, I didn't, but most of us just completely ragged on it. It was just like it didn't work, and then we're all giving it three out of fives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think there was just a lot of potential I mean, there. Yeah, it works. It works up until the end. Yeah, like everything's yeah. fun, and entertaining. It just falls apart <laughs> yeah. in the last fifteen. Minutes. I think I give it a two and a yeah. half. That's kind of what like I'm still debating, mm-hmm. um, but I am leaning closer to that. I think I was closer to giving it a three in it. Because like I said, I was enjoying myself most of the time. I just wish it didn't make the third act decisions that it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lauren, you ended up at a three? Yeah. And Ben's barely hanging on with a three? But like, I will say, again, we're not necessarily the target. I mean, you can't say you're not the target demographic. But like, just the representation of this film. Yeah. A lot of the people I've seen on Twitter are just like so in love with this movie and the story it tells. Mm-hmm. So I, it, I feel like there's a large audience out there that appreciates what it does more than maybe we can, because we have the perspective we do. Uh, let's talk about the ending. We kind of already had, um, I think one thing we didn't mention about the ending that where I was talking about, like the zaniness, like it tries to have the, like the kooky, bit well with the wrestling Jane. match was the one part that i for sure was just like what is this <laughs> yes i mean i get where they're going for like kooky holiday shenanigan mm-hmm. movie thing but yeah like trying to just be as explosive and but then also yeah, it wants to like possible. stop and be completely sentimental and 
honest and it just never really gets it though jane did put a nice little after all that like oh oh this isn't working jane coming in and said i don't have any secrets but i am an ally might yeah, be the I love that moment. <laughs> best line in the movie that really made me smile again. Seriously, Jane is a perfect person and we must protect her at all costs. See, but that, that is actually <laughs> one thing they did really well, I think, is like teasing out her arc. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't like once once um, I didn't put together till Dan Levy showed up. But like I was like, oh, the book deal. That's how yeah, because in the beginning he mentions deal. he's yeah. made like a bunch of authors famous or something. I completely yeah, I was forgot like, about oh, that. That's a, yeah, yeah, I was like, that's a good little tag to that Mm -hmm. and they let where jane wear like different makeup in the end so i think (laughs) i felt like they were actually trying to make her look not as attractive as mackenzie davis and allison brie to play to like make her character feel more like i thought she was beautiful she is no she's still a very attractive person that's also why it's weird it's like weird when it's like this is obviously an attractive person that you're trying to make look less than (laughs) i also think the mackenzie mackenzie davis was like her characterization was the the roughest to swallow she had the biggest upward battle but even like Abby being jealous, like, I didn't buy that at all. Like, she would not be jealous of this. That felt very forced, too, that she was hanging out mm-hmm. with the boyfriend. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't I buy that at all. Jealous. I, think I was thought just... it was more of a comfort thing. Like, it's easier to go back to a world in a situation that everyone's accepting of and live in that because it's a comfort mm. thing for her in this world. But, I mean, I don't know. Did we specifically find out if she's just pure lesbian she could be bisexual i'm not saying that i'm just saying like i do not buy abby as someone being jealous Mm. i I don't know maybe that's just like Kristen stewart's cool vibes that she puts off i mean maybe there's just a thing where it's like she's questioning everything now that like everything she knew has been a lie. well not everything she's noticed been a lie but you know there's this big lie has thrown a wrench in her world Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah yeah someone like someone she trusted enough to to propose to yeah yeah Never got to see the proposal either. No. Anything else about the ending? I think we hashed out pretty good. I just for will ever be so upset about that painting. <laughs> oh, it was a very nice painting. It was. How long did she? How long? Hundred hours. Hundred hours. Oh my god! It like when that when that painting got destroyed, my soul just died. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. Again, irredeemable. It, she was for me until that speech from Dan Levy. Performance prize. I think we're all in agreement. Mary Holland maybe steals the show here or no? Yeah. This for me, is, like, I'm, I'm nearly convinced. Like, I know she's had like a career with like upside, Upright Citizens Brigade and like doing some other things. But this is her breakout role. Like she's going to blow up, I think, because of this movie. And I'm very like, if anything, I'm very happy for that. For me, it's still Aubrey Plaza. What? I mean, I mean, she's she really think, good. But. Yeah. The time, the time she, she has, like, she makes the most of every scene she's in. Like I said, the the those shot, are the best scenes of the movies. Yeah, and no. the shot where she where she's reacting to Mackenzie Davis, yeah. just like the like, pain she feels. Head. Yeah, yeah, and you can just tell it's like because she's been in that exact moment. Aubrey, like that's also can we yeah can we forgive Harper for that bullshit too? What she did with she jo- what she did a, to Aubrey yeah, Plaza. She was exactly. in middle school. High school. <laughs> High school. Still, she was a teen. Yeah, that makes it it a really, really sucks. But like people do shitty this things. This is like in the two thousands. <laughs> like we're queer eye was was everywhere by this point. <laughs> yeah, and gay was still used as an insult. Like I know, I know. it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, we're talking. When does over this here. movie take place? I think it's supposed like to be current. now. I mean he can So are there really places that are that like 
anti like homophobic. Yeah, and you Ben, you definitely are from California. I mean, still California. <laughs> we don't Fair need enough. we don't Fair need enough. your pretentious okay. progressive hippy dippy bullshit. Lauren and John have about a fifty fifty chance they knock on a neighbor's door and they would have some bullshit that you would never believe. And they would be a genuinely uh, nice person. I, like you would be like oh, I have you, like, I have family I members know. that are very, very homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> like Yeah, I was about to okay. say I live in Maplewood though, so we woke as fuck out here. <laughs> so John, who did you were in agreement you would give it to Mary Holland? Are you just yeah, 100%. Okay. I think 100%. I'm like I'm Mary I, Holland. I, I think on the Aubrey. Well, I think Aubrey Plaza does. I I hear what you're saying, Ben, but I just think we're finally seeing Aubrey Plaza be Aubrey Plaza. Like this is potentially who Aubrey Plaza like normally Have is. Have you seen like, her in interviews? Like, <laughs> she is. She is way more like her Parks and Rec <laughs> character. I'm willing to bet. Lauren, you were saying Mary Holland. I was just gonna say Mary Holland. Dan Levy, and then the rest of the people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and just everyone else. Mary Holland. Okay, I just Mary Holland. Dan Levy. The fish. They didn't show the dog or the cat. Killing me. I know. All right, so we're not agreeing on best. So okay, and this could require. This could also be. Uh, oh, we skipped hot take theater, so we'll throw it in here right now. I mean, I think the only hot take would be if any of us thought that, like, Abby and Harper should end up together at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a hot take. For worst performance, it's Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, that's a hot take. (laughs) And I don't, and I don't, Mm. I don't know if it's necessarily her fault, but she is the weakest link out of everybody, I think, potentially. My. I think her character might be, but that's not. See, my. But she can't overcome it. No. My worst performance would be Mary Steenburgen. Oh no, you can't you got you gotta love Mary Steenburgen. No. No, I don't. <laughs> Dan Levy likes Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I don't know. There was just no certain characters on my that just didn't work for me. That's fine. I threw it out there. Uh, I guess we're not giving out an award. We can't come into unanimous agreement. No. Poor Mary Holland. Give it to Mary Holland. <laughs> ben. Come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Fine. This pressure. is an important Without this award, she will not break out from this movie. <laughs> Way to put all that pressure on my shoulders here. All right, fine. Ben, Ben, how how is her career going to last without our critical <laughs> approval that will come five weeks after the movie has been released? Uh, biggest complaint? I think we've kind of hit this, too. Did anybody have any complaints that we didn't I think my hit? biggest, my one biggest complaint was maybe them forcing that shoplifting scene to just continue yeah. to make the yeah. parents like the not kid, like her it just didn't work as yeah. much the kids I, were like, I will the say kids were any excuse me up that, though. any excuse they can get to put uh lauren lapkus in a movie i'm here for <laughs> and that was a fun oh, scene oh, but overall the shoplifting oh thing gosh. just didn't work for me at all like i was so when the lights got turned on and you see the full room they're in so great like seeing him bring them back from beep like i was just like oh my god these two like i want a movie about them two like over the holiday seasons like <laughs> getting very like protective of the mall like i if there's gonna be a spinoff that should be it justice what, what's what's the guy's name Timothy again simmons or jonah J- justice for justice for simmons and lapkus <laughs> repeat after me most memorable line does anybody have one that they i think had beats? like 80 i'm an ally hey, hey. Hey, what do you pump? 
like, like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, like over Seriously, a I wrote down, I have like 10 examples right here. My favorite, I will say, is the only reason that Jane is okay is because we gave up on her after <laughs> she wouldn't stop biting in preschool. <laughs> I would recommend against that, parents. Um, <laughs> yeah. Biting is technically age appropriate at that time. But pretty much every line about Jane or from Jane, I wrote down. <laughs> I have a couple. When Kristen Stewart's like, going to her room for the first time this is so nice better than your room at the orphanage <laughs> oh i wasn't in an orphanage because i was with, i was 19 when my parents died oh one of the lucky yeah. ones well, <laughs> it's like i shouldn't have laughed as much as i did at every single line about her being an orphan <laughs> but i did this is abby she's an orphan yeah like even when she it got to the point that she introduced herself to uh, <laughs> riley as an orphan <laughs> then i've got uh they also think that i'm straight have they ever met a lesbian? <laughs> it's not It's not so bad. It's kind of fun having a secret. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more erotic than concealing your authentic selves. Yeah, and the last one is, I'm ones. not shaming you. I just think the choice you're yes, making is dumb, and you should feel bad about it and yourself. I wrote that one down, too. I <laughs> know, like, John, did you have one, or can I go into my list? Oh, I did, I, did you guys not hear Oh, no, mine? you didn't do one. Shh, my brain, John. <laughs> But, like I wrote down, um, I had night terrors. They put me down here so I wouldn't wake everyone up. Um, <laughs> there's no lock on this door. We had to remove it because Jane was always afraid we'd lock her in. <laughs> it's like we create curated gift experiences inside a handmade reclaimed wood vessel. <laughs> like, that just made me laugh. I wrote down the one about being ashamed, as you did as well. Um, I once took an or I once took too many Ambien and bought a racehorse online. <laughs> Let's see what else oh just every time uh she was talking about her book it's like so plort is the leader of the shadow dreamers he's a half human half quasal he's got the eyes of a verg but the heart of a zangle and verg comes from his mother's side generations back <laughs> and then well and the, the best part of that running gag was when she was finally like talking to dan mm-hmm. levy's character about it and he was like yeah. following everywhere yeah, he's totally <laughs> on board with it yeah like, they earned that joke yeah, I yeah. Was good. but i was confused as to like what role he had in her life he was like sitting next to her at the signing but no he's oh, the book guy like an he agent manages authors yeah. that's right yeah they said that a long time yeah ago. and like the <laughs> other one i wrote down one more thing from his character it's just like i i just want to preface this by saying that nobody would agree that fish be- or no one would disagree that fish belong in the ocean correct <laughs> <laughs> just the whole running story some, about like all the phone calls point, him in the background have a conversation about the fish. <laughs> yeah, just like the fish dying like he's on the phone with her flushing the fish down the toilet <laughs> it's like the line when they tried to they tried to shame Jane for like taking ten years to write the book and she's just mm-hmm. like takes a while to build a world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there was another one. In the, um, what did I? I think I wrote it down. Where uh, it was. Uh, of course, I wish my daughters had bothered to learn to play it, but it does look nice. And in the background, Mary Holland just dejectedly says, "I took or I took lessons for eight years." <laughs> <laughs> it's like seriously, she has so many lines that like had it not. Had it been a weaker like actress or actor, I think they might not have worked well. But she read them so earnestly, and like, but some were so like she has this bouncing around where she's like hyper sometimes, but then super earnest and just lovable. And I just she's the best. She needs the award <laughs> bin. You gotta give it to her. <laughs> I already conceded. I know, but your heart wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you you didn't mean it <laughs> yeah. though. Expert opinions do not apply to this movie. No. Um, the Upgradables. Who, what are... I guess we need to define this one. I guess this is like, would you swap anybody in? Or is there a different 
similar movie that would do it better i mean you can't i mean just list all the christmas classics you could do that I don't see know. i'm not a big christmas film yeah, person I'm not so either, i can't think but, of any um, but i mean this definitely wanted to be like national lampoon's christmas kind of it just made me think of meet the parents the whole time that's all i could think of yeah yeah to an extent for sure yeah upgradables uh what if dakota johnson played abby better movie <laughs> Maybe not Abby. Wait, Abby no, or Harper, 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 Harper. See, I thought Mackenzie Davis did a good job in this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was her. Not that I will that ever turn down Dakota Johnson being in a yeah. movie. I mean, I'm probably, I also, Ben's probably right. It's more the character I'm down with than her, but she's the only one I would maybe change up. I wish they let Allison Brie be a little bit more fun too. Um, mm-hmm. But again, not gonna. Yeah, they just make her, like, totally despicable. And then the last five minutes, like, oh, she's not so bad. <laughs> I think the guy who I think the guy who plays Alison Bree's husband, I think if we had to hearken on uh, Ben just watching New Girl, if they had replaced him with, like, Lamorne Morris, gave him, like, a little bit of a Winston vibe, <laughs> like a trying to be cool, but he's really, like, awkward AF. But he's supposed to be this golden boy guy. I don't know. He was fine. I thought I he did the, a good job. Yeah, the other guy seemed a little bit lacking too. He felt like I don't know. I mean, that kind of falls into the what we were complaining about in the end, where it's like they tried in the end to expand on this world where it wasn't just the story of this couple, and it was like everyone else has issues too. We're all just the same, but um, yeah, I guess if you expanded on it, but like there wasn't a need to expand on that relationship until the end. I think though, I like. I get like the, and to give the movie a little more credit, like they didn't like the the Connor, the the ex boyfriend mm-hmm. dude, like they really could have taken that in a really bad direction, and they oh yeah, I like was, they uh, they they played that. that the safe way, like he could have been a real jerk or an asshole about it, but I'm glad they did not do that. Did he have a moment with Harper after he found out? No, he just kind no. of like had a knowing I like oh that's been... what happened. <laughs> it's okay. I think it would have been. I think it would have been great to just have, like, you know, a short moment where it's like, you know, where he's just I mean, like, you know, we're still friends kind of thing. Like, Yeah, but, like, at the end of the day, I think the more important moment was with Riley. Yeah. And like, if you had two moments, it might have been For too sure. many. Although, I mean, she could have apologized to him, too, because he was clearly hurt. He thought she was cheating on him. <laughs> but, yeah, he wasn't the most important character to have the relationship rectified or fixed. Lasting impact. I think Lauren brought up the... It seems to have a very lasting impact already on the community mm-hmm. that it's supporting and representing. I mean, I so think it's great. averaging like a 3.5 on Letterboxd right now, mm. if not more. I think I would love to see. I think Clea Duval is a good. I think there's some. I'm intrigued to see what she keeps doing. Um, I've sure. heard her talk about she has ideas for a sequel. It's like, I don't know where this story goes. Yeah, they're already married. Right? Like. I mean, you could do adopting a child. Uh, one last pitch. There isn't a picker here, but I mean, I don't think if like someone's like, "Hey, I want to watch Happiest Season." What do you think? I'd rewatch it. I, I would still tell them to. Yeah, watch yeah it. I would tell them to rewatch it because I would rewatch it. It's a mm-hmm. you already did movie. rewatch it. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's. I would say it's meh, but like not like I wouldn't like tell people to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're curious, it's give it a shot. It's important too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wish. Yeah, 
I wish it lived up to its potential. I guess that's maybe I'm being a little too hard on it. <laughs> so you're saying this is the John of movies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like if this movie came on again, you know, I'm going to laugh at Jane for the 30 minutes that she's great in this movie. So. Seriously, I was still very much <laughs> laughing at all the same beats. It's an enjoyable <laughs> movie to rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine like I'd go back in the first, I don't know, hour, hour, 10 minutes is great. Yeah. Like I would still have a blast. Mm-hmm. I feel like second the second time I watched it, I was more sympathetic to Harper's character. Mm-hmm. So maybe you would be as well. I don't know. Just feel like it doesn't have an arc. Like I mean, yeah, she could have. Def- I don't. I don't know. Doesn't have an arc. She goes straight up into the air. Girl's freaking tall. <laughs> That's gonna do it. Next week will be another canonical episode of Middle of the Row the podcast, but. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be yet. I can tell you coming up on the docket in an episode two or two will probably be Wonder Woman 1984 and Soul, which are both two big AAA movies that are getting released to their company's streaming platforms for Christmas. And we'll review both of them. So watch those because these episodes might be coming out around Christmas anyways. So yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Zach Oldenburg. Find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. Find us at middlerow.com. Ben's got a bunch of shit lined up that's been coming out the last couple weeks, probably his end of year stuff. John, you're going to write a music thing? Some year-end wrap-up stuff. I don't know when the fuck I'm going to write my year-up thing because I don't think the Oscars are till April right now. Yeah, you, I can't yeah. wait. Well, I mean, 2020, 2020 doesn't end for another like eight or nine months, right? <laughs> I was going to say, aren't we just at perpet- like perpetual 2020 until quarantine's <laughs> the, Yeah, until the vaccines until are Until there's out, a yeah. vaccine. Yeah. Uh, find us at middlerow.com. Rate and review the podcast. Apparently it helps. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Hashtag know the. I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch some good movies. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm.